Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabin. Hallelujah. How many know that we serve a great God? It's wonderful. Amen. I want to emphasize the announcement that Bishop Poco made about the Model Marriage Conference. Hallelujah. It's going to be an awesome time. And I believe that it's a good conference to be a part of. If you are married, you are not married, you are single, looking for a beloved, whatever, it will help you. You'll be blessed. So come and see how marriage is supposed to be like. And uh, I believe that it's going to be a blessing. Amen. So if you want to register, just go to the front office and you can register there. I want to encourage you all to register. I believe that those of us who are here, we are the ones to really patronize and be a part of it. Amen. It's open to people from all over the world. So people are going to come from everywhere. But I believe that we are supposed to benefit more than those who are coming. Amen. It's our conference. Hallelujah. There have been conferences at different places. And uh, Bishop wants us to host this one here. So, by the grace of God, it's going to come on. Amen. From the 25th to the 27th of October, just about two weeks away. So, to be a blessed time. Amen. Well, tonight, are you ready for what God is going to do in your life? Just lift up your hands to the Lord and just ask God to speak to you. Pray that the Spirit of the Lord will touch you today, that you will not leave here the same. Oh, yes, Lord. Talk to God. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Oh, yes. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, O oh God. worship you. Lord, my heart cries out. Glory to the King. 
my greatest love in life. And you everything glory. in your presence we thank you father in jesus name we pray amen god bless you please be seated well tonight i'm preaching from bishop's book a good general hallelujah how many of you have a copy of this book now if you're a pastor you're a shepherd how many pastors are here can i see pastors can you stand who are the pastors? <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you, pastors. What about shepherds? How many shepherds are here? Wow. Okay. All right. Please be seated. How many? You are not a shepherd, you are not a pastor. Can you also stand? You are not a shepherd. You are not a pastor. Wow. You are all going to become pastors and shepherds. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. 
I'm sharing from a good general. I'm sure I'll be preaching from it for some time. Now, if you talk about a good general, a general is a leader. Somebody who is in charge of a group of people. In the army, they have different ranks. And um, somebody who is a general is of a certain rank. And it's a main person. And so, as Christians also, God expects us to be good generals wherever we are. And I believe that I'm talking to leaders here. Even if you are not a pastor or a shepherd, you are a general in a way. If you are here tonight, then you are also a general. Look at the nearest general sitting by you and salute the person and general. Ask the person's name, general. Kote or general. <laughs> what did they say? Yeah, you're also supposed to say, yes, sir, sir. Hallelujah. So, chapter one, it says, a good general learns about warfare. Hallelujah. A good general learns about warfare. Now, one of the things you will notice in this life And if you haven't noticed it, I am telling you that this life is full of fights. Plenty fights. Fight all the time. Fighting different types of fights. Fighting for different things. And um, so this chapter is saying that if you're going to be a good general, then you have to learn about war. You know, and, and the Bible itself makes us understand. When you read Isaiah chapter 2, uh, if you contend to it, Isaiah chapter 2 uh, from verse 1, we have been using that scripture where the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Isaiah verse 2. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into verse 3. And many people shall go and say, come ye, let us go to the house of the Lord. He will teach us of his ways. Verse 4 is the scripture we're looking for. It says that, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall learn war anymore. So, there will come a time we wouldn't need to learn about war anymore because that place, the fighting will be over or the, the thing we are fighting will be over. So the Bible says that they will learn war no more. But on this earth, if there's going to be a time that we will learn war no more, it means that there's a time that we must be learning about war. Yeah. Which is the time that we are in that we don't need to be ignorant about the fact that there is an enemy fighting us. You know, you wonder that why would God make us learn about war and be fighting? Because war is not a good thing. I mean, nobody would tell. I remember a few years ago, I think in 2012, I was in Liberia. And as they were showing me around the places where the bullets had entered into walls and people's houses.
houses and the things that have been destroyed. One part of the city, Morovia, they had light. Another part didn't have light. I mean, it's been like that for years. When you go to Sierra Leone, people who are, whose arms have been amputated, their legs, people, I mean, just for nothing, useless fights. So war is not something that is good. As a Christian, you will realize that there are things that are fighting you and fighting you to make sure that you don't make it to heaven. Oh yeah, different types of fight. Fighting you every day in your mind, in your heart. Different things are fighting you. And if you don't rise up, especially if you're a leader, you don't rise up and also fight. You cannot be a good leader. Oh yeah, you will find that so many things are just fighting you all over. So I came to teach you so that you can arise and fight. Because the devil doesn't want you to make it. But I see you making it in the name of Jesus. He wants you to fail. Sometimes brings a whole lot of things to distract you. So you have to be careful and arise and fight. And I see God giving you the upper hand. In the name of Jesus. So, Bishop says here that God has no evil plans to make you fight. But as ministers of the gospel, we have even more enemies. And we need to know how to overcome them. Crush them and wipe them out. Overcome them. Crush them and wipe them out. I see Anything that is fighting you, I see you overcoming them. I see you crushing them. And I see you wiping them out. In the name of Jesus. That shall be your story. Yeah. You will see Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11. So we, we cannot just be leading and not be fighting. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, it says that, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white throne. And he that sat upon it was called faithful and true. He said, In righteousness he doth judge and make war. You, are, you don't just judge, you make war. The two go together. You don't just shepherd, you make war. You don't just pastor, you make war. It's a warfare because the enemy is trying to take your sheep the enemy is trying to spoil what you are doing. Oh, you need to arise and fight. I see fighters being raised up in the church. Anything that wants to destroy what God is doing in your life, I see you overcoming it. I see you crushing it. And I see you wiping it out. In Nehemiah chapter 4, Nehemiah was building the wall of Jerusalem. And God had commissioned him to build a wall. But the enemy was not happy. Bible says that when Sambalat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth and he took great indignation and mocked the Jews. There is an enemy who is not happy that you are building for God. There's an enemy who doesn't want you to build anything. As you are singing in a choir, the enemy is not happy that you are singing in a choir. 
as you are following up people, the enemy is not happy that you are following up the people. As you are teaching them, the enemy is not happy, so he will be fighting you. So Sambalat was such a person. And the Bible says that he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria, and he said, what do these feeble Jews? Make fun of whatever you are doing. Sometimes the enemy makes what you are doing look like nothing. But you are actually doing something great. Yeah. One time when the enemy came and they said they should call um, Nehemiah to come. He said, go and tell them, I am busy. I am doing a great work. You need to understand that what you are doing is a great work. The enemy can see that it's a great work. But he wants you to feel that it's not a great work. Oh. What you are doing is a great the basal work you are doing is a great work. The souls you are following up is a great work. May you continue fighting to the very end. Don't let enemy distract you. Don't let the devil distract you. Ah, you put that scripture there. Sent message. I said, I cannot come down. Why should I cease? It's, I am doing a great work. But still in chapter 4. So, will these fortify themselves? Verse 3. Quickly. 3, 3, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. To buy the Ammonite was there. Say, so even this you are building, when a fox comes and jumps over it, it will fall down. Why? Amoya. How too much? Small thing, what we are trying to do. You are making the thing look like some funny thing. And that's what the enemy will do. Laugh at the nice thing you are doing. Meanwhile, if he gets it, he will like it. If like, leave it. He will take it just now. He will tell you that this thing you are doing, even a fox will jump over it. It will come down. Meanwhile, he wants it. Listen, anyone who is laughing at what you are doing and saying what you are doing is not a good thing. What is this funny thing you are doing? Today, I came to tell you, you are doing a great work. The enemy doesn't like it. That is why it's making you feel that way. Tell somebody you are doing a great work. When you are serving God, there are some people who just laugh at you. So, you're going to church. No, no, no. But it's a great thing you are doing. Keep doing it. Don't let anybody look down on what you are doing. Who is it that you are going to church on Tuesday? It is a great thing to be here. It is the thing that has kept us and brought us this far. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anybody stop you. It's a great work. Great work. Your bustle, you have two people, three people. People are passing and they are laughing. <laughs> what are they doing? See what you are doing as great work. Tell yourself, I'm doing a great work. I'm not going to allow anybody to distract me. I'm not going to allow anybody to make me feel that what I'm doing is not a good thing. It is a great work. So they were fighting them. There are so many scriptures. The way these people are going, I'm sure they will delay me. They wanted to fight them and all that. But I think verse 13, get to verse 13. Verse 13. Therefore, I set, set I in the lower places behind the wall, on the higher places. I even set people after their families and their souls and their spears and their bows because the enemy wanted to stop them. 
Verse 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not afraid of them. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is great and terrible and fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. And fight for your houses. I see people fighting for your brethren. I see you fighting for your family. I see you fighting for your children. I see you fighting for your ministry. May you fight to the very end. Lift your hand and say, I will fight. I will fight. Fight for your brethren. Fight for your prayer life. Fight for the calling that God has called you. Fight for your church. Fight for your members. Fight for them. The devil wants to take your people. Don't allow the enemy to steal your people. Fight for them. David had to chase a lion that came after his sheep. Don't allow people to come and take your sheep away. Just like that. Fight. 15. You've taken the scripture away. I'm fighting for the scripture to be there, you see. The people don't want the scripture to be there. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And it came to pass, when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and that God had brought great counsel, their counsel to naught, that we return all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. Look at it, verse 16. He came to pass from the time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shield, the bow, and all the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Look at verse 17. They which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens, and those that laid it, every one of them, his hands is wrought in the work, and with the other hand he held a weapon. Hey! Hey! Hey, may one hand be in the work. May the other hand hold a weapon. Oh yeah, when the enemy comes, we are not going to, we will fight the enemy. As we are building with this hand, we are fighting with this hand. We are building with this hand. We are fighting with this hand. I see people fighting the enemy. Build and fight. I said build and fight. Don't stop building as you are fighting. Build and keep fighting. Fight and keep building. Whichever way, don't stop. Keep it till the very end. Something wants to stop you. Stop building and you are fighting. Then the building is there. Before you realize you haven't done anything, do the two together. Oh, I'm going to do the two together. I'll be building, but I'll be fighting. I'll be fighting and I'll be building. I'll be building and I'll be fighting. I'll be fighting and I'll be building. I'll be building and I'll be fighting. I'll be fighting and I'll be building. Don't do one without the other. Before you realize you don't have anything, do the two together. They go together. One hand is holding a building. The other one is holding a weapon. You shall win. I see you winning. I said, I see you winning. In the name of Jesus. 
Bishop says here that this book will teach you how to wage war in a godly, spiritual, and wise way. Anyone who thinks we are not at war lacks understanding. Satan will tell you there's nothing at stake. It's a lie. Hmm. Now, ten reasons why we need to learn about war. Ten reasons why we need to learn about war. Number one, because Jesus Christ leads the armies of heaven and he makes war in righteousness. Jesus Christ himself, he leads the armies of heaven. Heaven has an army. And the leader, the general of that army is Jesus Christ himself. And he is the one leading the army. Oh, the general himself is Jesus Christ. Don't we have a song, Captain of the Host? Captain of Israel's host and guide of all who seek the land you are fighting. I came to assure you that your end will be the glory of the Lord. Your end will be the glory of the Lord. Your end will be the glory of the Lord. I see you entering into the glory of the Lord. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout somebody. I swear thy grace I will thy word our end our end hey the glory oh yes i don't know what battle you are fighting but i came with good news for somebody that at the end of the days at the end of the day it's going to be victory for you at the end of the day it's going to be glory for you may you receive the glory of the lord you will only end in glory. Oh, give somebody a high five and tell them your end will be glorious. Tell him, I don't know what battle you are in, but I know this one thing. When you are with this captain of the host of Israel, hey, your end will be glorious. Oh, put together and give the Lord a shout. Revelation 19 verse 11 And I saw heaven open 
and behold a white horse come on now and he that sat upon him was God faithful and true hallelujah in righteousness he did not judge and make war his eyes were as flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself and he was clothed with vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God our strength thy grace come on now what we are using to rule is the word of God I see God giving you a word that word is helping you to rule over your enemies you shall rule over them in the name of Jesus the one that was sitting upon a white horse not talking about a black horse I'm talking about a white horse I'm talking about a victorious horse I came to announce to you the one you are following he is on a white horse white is a symbol of victory you can only win I came to tell you you will not lose you shall win in this battle I see God giving you the upper hand the name of Jesus he his name is the word of God and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses hey clothed in fine linen white and clean and out of his mouth out of his mouth out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he shall smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the white breast of the fierceness and wrath of the almighty God. But I love it. This captain is Jesus. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And this word, same word was there. When the earth was created and there was not anything that was made but him. The Bible says that in him was life. It was life. And the life was the light of man. And the Bible says, and the light. Come on down. And the light. And the light. And the light. Shining in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Came to tell you that in this battle, what you have is the word of God. The word of God is light. When this light shines in the darkness, it cannot comprehend it. Don't be afraid. The darkness cannot overcome you. Sometimes it feels as if you are losing. But you are not. <laughs> Just remember that your end will be the glory of the Lord. So whatever you are going through, just keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting because your end will be the glory of the Lord. I believe it. Oh, Jesus. That is why we must learn war. Number two, we must learn war because Jesus Christ is a lamb who makes war. Oh, Jesus. 
Revelation chapter 17 verse 12. And ten horns which thou sowest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet. Take note of that. Ten kings but they have not received any kingdom. A king without a kingdom is not powerful. Yeah. (laughs) But they receive power as kings. One hour with the beasts. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beasts. These shall make war with the lamb. And the lamb shall overcome them. Hallelujah. (laughs) For he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Listen. There are some people, they call themselves kings. But the Bible says that they have no kingdom. They receive their power. From the beasts. And they operate by it. But you see. There's something we can even learn from them. Bible says that. As they receive power. They have one mind. And they shall give their power and strength. Unto the beast. You see. As, you see one of the things that the enemy is also. Overcoming us. Because we can't learn to give our power and strength. To one person. Everybody wants to be a king. Even the enemy realizes that if we are going to make it, we must all give our power to the beast. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you are in the Basel. You have also made yourself a leader in the Basel. Let's all rally together and give our strength to the Basel leader. We are better off that way. Otherwise, divided, we will fall. We cannot stand. And the enemy knows it. And they even give their powers. Because they know on their own, they have nothing. But when they come together, they give it to the king. Beasts, they can win. But of course, the one they are fighting is the Lamb of God. So they cannot win. But you see, as a church, we must even learn from this that we need to give our power to one person so that we can win against the enemy. Hallelujah. Number three. We need to learn about war because God teaches our hands to war. Oh, yeah. Listen, the war, you will not automatically know how to fight it. When you become born again, <laughs> you know sometimes when you are born again, any prayer you pray, you receive answers. How many, when you got born again, you saw that, yeah, because it was, <laughs> yes, encouraging you, actually, so you don't give up quickly, because, Yeah. No, no, how many realized when you got born again, any prayer you prayed, no, you had answers. Yeah, because God was trying to encourage you so you don't give up. 
But after some time, I realized that, ah, you. When I pray, it doesn't happen. What is happening? How many know what I'm talking about? That thing is not working. It, it looks like that. You, so you see that as you're praying, say, Charlie, sometimes you have to pray for a long time. Sometimes you have to add fasting. He said, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So now you have to learn how to fast. Then another time he says, you have to speak in tongues. Because you see, when you speak in an unknown tongue, you, you, you speak not unto men but unto God. And no man understands you. But how be it in the spirit, you are speaking mysteries. So you need to learn how to speak in tongues. Hey! Then now you have to learn how to pray with scriptures. Because you can't just be praying with African proverbs. No! You come and stand there. Hey. Listen. The devil doesn't understand these things. What the devil understands is the word of God. When he hears the word of God, he begins to tremble. He begins to shake. He's afraid. So as you are going through all these things, the Lord is teaching your hands to war. The Lord is teaching you how to war. Before you realize, now when the enemy brings anything, you are able to stand with the enemy. And you give him one, two, three jabs. And the enemy is afraid of you. That is why not a novice is made a general. You cannot become a general when you have been gone through certain things. No, no, no. When novices become generals, they start to feel. When you are a general and you have been through things, Charlie, that's why the Bible says, it is not the one who is just there who should talk, but it's the one who has gone to fight and he has come and he has removed his armor. And he's sitting there. When he's talking, listen to that person. It's not about yabi yabi. It's about what have you been through? What have you survived? He teaches my hands to walk. Paul says, I see the Lord teaching your hands to walk. Don't be somebody who just comes to sing and sing. The reason why you are going through those problems because God is teaching your hands to war. The reason why your beloved is delaying, God is teaching your hands to war. Don't just sit there and cry. Arise in the night. Lift up your voice and pray. Come against the enemy. Come against every work of Satan. He will teach your hands to war. So people who don't go through it, when they have a little problem, then they run to the pastor. Hey, pastor, today when I slept, I saw a frog wearing chalewati. Listen, if your hands have been taught to war, when you sleep and you see such a thing, you wake up in the morning and say, come on, what is this thing that I saw? Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against you, devil. Oh, I see people who will not be running always to the pastor, but you will also arise and you will fight because the Lord teaches your hands to war. Lift your hand and shout. It will not be automatic. It will not be automatic. One has remembered nights we go and pray, pray into the night. Hey. All that the Lord was teaching my hands to me. It's not like some automatic. One time I watched a movie. I think Jackie Chan. It's called Tuxedo. Have you seen that film before? 
How many have seen it before? There's a tuxedo. As soon as you wear it, you are able to do anything. Charlie, ain't there What we are inside is not senile. Charlie, it's the real thing. It's not about tuxedo. It's about your hands being taught to war. Psalm 18, verse 34. He teacheth my hands to walk so that a bow of steel is broken. Can you imagine that you, pa, you are breaking? I see God strengthening your hands. May you break the hand of the neck of your enemy. Oh. Number four. Time is almost up. We must learn about war because we are instructed to fight a good fight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's a clear instruction. First Timothy 6 verse 12. Fight the good fight. And we're specific about it. There are different types of fights. But we are talking about the good fight. What is the good fight? It's the fight that when you fight, you win. It's a good fight. <laughs> there are some fights when you fight, you lose. Don't engage yourself in all sorts of fights. There are some fights, they are, they are low-down popcorn fights. Especially ladies, you engage in fights that are unnecessary fights. It doesn't add anything to the kingdom of God. When you start fighting, ask yourself, this one, what will it add to the kingdom? Sometimes you see believers, we are engaged in all sorts of things. When souls are perishing, when people need to be followed up, you are just walking around and you are fighting certain people. When you must engage in the fight of What kind of fight are you fighting? See people fighting financial fights. Marital fight. One time, one brother came to tell me, he said, I saw one of your church members. He was holding Fufu Pesel. He was chasing his wife. Sakumono Estates. I said, look at this brother. When demons are waiting to be fought and dealt with, you are holding say you are chasing your wife. It's a foolish fight. It's a low-down popcorn fight. What kind of fight are you fighting? What kind of fight are you fighting? Eh, he came to take my beloved. Eh, why should I leave my beloved for her? I will not leave. Eh. Unnecessary fights. Lay hold on eternal life. What will lead to eternal life? Those are the things you must be engaged in. I told myself the other day, I said, listen, I'm not going to engage in any unnecessary fight anymore. Yeah. Fight to be a useless fight. It comes to distract you and make you not focus on what God has given to you. 
See, choristers, as we have to be singing, we are just quarreling among ourselves. It's a low-down popcorn fight. Let's arise and deal with the enemy. Let's fight demons. Low-down popcorn. Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What we are dealing with is not flesh and blood. You are always engaging with flesh and blood. It's a waste of time. Come on, arise. There are things in the spirit realm. We need to deal with them. We need to fight them. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. Remember, Golden, good fight. Every time with your husband. Every day you are quarreling with your wife. They didn't put meat in the soup. Low down popcorn. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> we must learn about war because we are instructed to war a good warfare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul spoke to Timothy, first Timothy chapter one, verse 18. Beautiful scripture. He said, this charge, he had to charge the guy because you can be engaged in all sorts of things. He said, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou mayest by them mightest war a good Whatever prophecy has been spoken over you, and I tell you, there are many prophecies, and I'm speaking some over you now. May you receive great blessings and great breakthroughs. For God is lifting you up, and God is enlarging your course. He's going to make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath. I see God giving you the upper hand in every battle. It's a prophetic word. But Paul said to Timothy, the prophecies you have received is not meant for you to go and lie down and sleep. Because you are believing that whatever prophecy has been said, it will automatically come to pass. Come on, my brother, you are joking. You were born just yesterday. That's why you think that when they just say receive it, it will just happen. Brother, they have said receive it. Yes, it's a prophetic word. But the Bible says, by the prophecy, war a good warfare. They said, I'm going to be blessed. They said, I'm going to build. They said, I'm going to do well. Rise up with that prophetic word and begin to make war. Because the devil too heard the prophecy. And he wants to make sure it doesn't come to pass in your life. But I see a people who will not allow the enemy to see what God has for you. You will arise and fight for the prophecy. Tell somebody, fight for the prophecy. They told you, in 2017, you will marry. You say, oh yeah, what a prophetic word. It's very powerful. And you are just walking. Brother, when you heard it, sister, when you heard it, the devil also heard it. And the devil said, oh, 
Hey. So Paul said, my son Timothy, the things I said concerning you, don't think it will just happen. The devil will not allow it. But you must arise and say, yeah, the Lord said that this is my year. I declare it shall be my year. I declare it's going to be my year of breakthrough. I declare it's going to be my year of greatness. I am going to walk in greatness. I'm going to walk in victory. It is my year. Tell somebody war a good warfare. Chale Utati Ofe manicure ke pedicure. Ofe Chinese. You think that is how to get a prophetic word? Oh, I see people here. Every prophetic word that has been spoken. I see you arising. You are going to war a good warfare. Oh, I see people you are going to fight from now to the end of the year. Anything that has been spoken over you, anything that has been prophesied over you, may you arise. May you war a good warfare. May you receive every prophecy in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I receive it. Hey, they said you're going to have a baby but you thought it would just happen hey my brother you need to arise my sister you need to arise pray about it because the devil will not want you to have it God ordained that you will do well you will finish school but the devil says that no way you need to fight it by them thou mightest war a good warfare. Number six, the ministry of the Lord Jesus is described as warfare. Yeah. Look at it. First Corinthians 9, verse 7. Who goeth a warfare anytime at his own charge? Who planted a vineyard? And eateth not of the fruit thereof. Who feedeth the flock. And eateth not of the milk of the flock. But. To eat the meat of the flock. And to have all these things. You need to find. It will just happen. It's a warfare. A war will end. War usually ends. But warfare doesn't end. What we are in is a warfare. It is till you lie in your coffin. When you lie in the coffin, you hit the coffin. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. See that, ah, I'm in the coffin. Then you can rest. Then it is finished. Number seven, let's finish. Paul described his life and ministry as a fight. Oh yeah. I can agree with Paul. I feel the same thing all the time. Sometimes in the night I'm sleeping, I feel things are fighting me. Oh, if you haven't been there before, you are your child. Your child. Different thing. 
1 Corinthians 9.26 I therefore so run not as uncertain so fight I not as one that beateth the air no I don't fight I'm just beating the air I am I'm hitting targets 2nd Timothy 4 7 he said I have fought a good fight as at the time he was dying what are you going to say when you are dying I've drunk enough tea no people are saying they fought you are saying what go to tea scripture in 2nd Corinthians chapter 7. I love that scripture verse 5. He said 2nd Corinthians 7 5. Paul was speaking about himself. He said, for when we were come into Macedonia our flesh <laughs> our flesh had no rest. He said what? But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Charlie, you may see us moving like this, but without we are fighting things, and within fears. But Charlie, we are moving because verse six, verse six says that nevertheless, hey, I came to tell somebody, nevertheless, you will not get anything less. Nevertheless. God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us. God will comfort you. Anybody who has been fighting in the battle, you have been fighting, looks like you are not winning and it looks like things are not going your way. I came to tell you that God who comforts us will comfort you also. May you receive the comfort of the Lord. I see somebody you have been fighting a whole lot of things. Different things have been fighting you. But see God comforting you. Receive the comfort of Oh yeah. Be comforted. I see like somebody you just came from a round in the boxing ring. And then you came to sit in your corner. And I see the Holy Ghost fanning you. Giving you some glucose, giving you some energy drink, just encouraging you. Don't give up, my brother. Don't give up, my sister. Rise up. Go back into the ring. Go back again. By the time we get to the last round, the enemy will be down. You will have the victory. Oh, I saw it. Somebody just finished and you came. It's like you were taking a break and the Holy Ghost is just finding you. Oh. Let me finish because we must learn about war because we are instructed to have weapons of warfare. Yeah. Second Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Why would he say we should take weapons? 
What do we use weapons for? We use weapons to fight. And he said, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are things that get into your mind and they fight your mind. They fight your thinking. Sometimes we are all here, but something is fighting you in your mind. Something is fighting in your mind. May you pull down that stronghold in the name of Jesus. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of Christ. Don't just sit there and allow thoughts to get into your mind. Sometimes they tell you you are going to die. Sometimes they tell you you will never make it in life. Sometimes they tell you you, you will die tomorrow. You need to arise and say, no way, devil. I'm not going to die tomorrow. The word of God says, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. They tell you in your mind you are not beautiful. They tell you in your mind you will never make it. They tell you in your mind what good thing can come out of you. But I see some people who are taking the weapons of your warfare and you are pulling down some holes, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself. I tell you, things fight us every day. You remember your mother? She died out of that same sickness. You are also going to die. Say, devil, you are a liar. You are a liar. I refute you. I'm not going to die. I won't die that way. The word of God assures me that I shall live and not die. I will not die that way. Sometimes you need to arise and begin to walk in your house and begin to come against the works of the devil. Anything that is speaking against you, command it out of your mind in the name of Jesus. Don't just sit there and be crying. And don't think it's only you. Me too. The devil throws thoughts into my mind. If I'm going to sit down and just allow the thoughts, I won't be standing here today. I need to tell the devil, come on, devil, shut up. Shut up, devil. Shut up, Satan. Say, so you are going to die. You don't die. You will go mad. Tell the devil, you would rather go mad, devil. Shall I? I need to finish because if I follow this thing, we will not finish. Number nine. We must learn about war because we are instructed to be strong and to arm ourselves. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Say, finally brethren, be strong. Gideon, be strong. Be strong. This is the final thing Paul was telling him. He said, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Tell somebody, be strong. Be strong. Reverend Ben, be strong in the Lord. Not in vitamin C. In the Lord. And in the power of his might. Then he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness. 
high place. Brother, the thing we are fighting is not something you can be sitting down. Be strong. Arise and be strong. What is coming over this pastor? He's shouting and jumping like that. You don't know. You haven't seen some before. That's why you are sitting down. But the day you encounter certain battles, you will see that you cannot just be sitting down. You need to arise and deal with things in the spirit. I'm speaking to somebody here. Things are fighting you and you are just watching. But the Lord said, I should tell you, hey, arise, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the shield of faith. Take up the shoes of the gospel. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and put all kinds of prayer in the spirit. And finally, number 10. You must learn about war if you're going to be a good general. <laughs> because there is a war with the dragon and we are a part of it. Revelation chapter 12, we close. Remember what I say? There's a war with the dragon and the dragon, Revelation 12, 17 was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ once you keep the commandment of God you are a target once you have the testimony of Jesus Christ you are a target Charlie there are animals in the spirit. Crocodiles. Dragons. Horses. Lions. Birds. Frogs. Scorpions. These are animals in the spirit. Charlie, we cannot also be strong. Come against these animals. I have good news for you. You shall overcome the dragon. Psalm 91 verse 13, the Bible says, Psalm 91 13, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and other, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample I see you trampling underfoot the dragon. Any dragon that is fighting you, may you step dragon and destroy that dragon. Oh, somebody just stamp your foot and deal with something. Hey! Isaiah 27 verse 1, he said, keep standing, keep standing, we're finished. He said, Isaiah 27 verse 1, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, 27, 2, 7, 2, 7, verse 1. In that day, 
with his sword and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan the piercing serpent see the Lord punishing that serpent in that day that day is coming he said that crooked serpent and he shall slay the dragon I see the Lord dealing with every dragon in your life you shall overcome the dragon in the name of Jesus the Bible says Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 and there was war in heaven there was war there was war in heaven Bible says that the dragon hey Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought the angels but I like it verse 8 Bible says he prevailed not he prevailed not neither was their place found anymore I came to declare by the same power that overcame the enemy in heaven I see you overcoming in the name of Jesus Christ and that is why God sent Jesus to come and die for us so that the blood that overcame him for the Bible says and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony I came to declare to somebody the same blood of Jesus is operating in your life I declare by the blood you shall overcome by the blood you shall rule by the blood you shall cast out the serpent and you shall cast out the dragon may you stamp on the dragon may you deal with the dragon lift up your voice in two minutes clap your hands and stamp your feet come against every dragon that is fighting you fighting your marriage fighting your ministry fighting your home fighting your business fighting your finances come against it two minutes pray wrap your hands and pray in the name of jesus Stop your feet, wrap your hands, stop your feet, wrap your hands, stop your feet, wrap your hands. Come against the dragon in the spirit, in the animal, in the spirit that is fighting you. Come against it, come against it, come against it. You have the victory for the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. You can come against it, you can move them. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. In the name of Jesus, you will win. You will win. You will win. You will win. Your end will be glorious. Your end will be beautiful. One and a half minutes. One and a half minutes. Wrap your hands and pray. Wrap your hands and pray. I see God giving you the upper hand. I see God giving you the upper hand. In the name of Jesus. One more minute. One more minute. I want you to stop your foot. Stop your foot. Stop your foot. Wrap your hands. Wrap your hands. Trample upon the enemy. In the name of Jesus, Oh, yes, Lord. 
bottomless pit don't worry I see that which is fighting you cast into the bottomless pit you have victory on your side your end shall be the glory of the Lord whatever made you feel that your end will not be beautiful I prophesy over you that your end will be beautiful your end will be glorious. Mark it on the wall. Whatever battle you are fighting, you shall win. You shall win. The Lord said, I should tell you, you shall win. Hallelujah. Right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Enough is enough. 
I've been fighting my own battles, but I need Jesus to help me fight. Today, if you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. You want to be born again? Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Tonight, if you are here, don't harden your heart. Lift up your right hand. Let it go up above your head. Tonight is a night of salvation. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come to me in front here. Come. Come. Come from wherever you are. We're going to pray together. Come from the back to the front. Come all the way. Give him your life today. Come, let's pray. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you for tonight. Thank you for salvation in this house. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. Eddie Fabin is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you.